You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, Episode 5, Savage Dragon Ongoing, Issue Number 1 and 2. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in its terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is a Savage Fincast, the podcast that's on a half shell. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And with us is a very, very special guest, creator of many, many Savage Dragon backups, and his own creator-owned title, Juice Man, Chicago's beefiest hero, Scott James. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Scott. Thanks no problem. for joining. Appreciate it. Uh, listeners, you are checking out a special sort of Savage Fincast. It's our Savage Fincast retro review where we go back into the past and we review the Savage Dragon issues and Savage Dragon relevant issues uh, in the original publishing order. And today we are going to be doing Savage Dragon 1 and 2 of the ongoing. So, it's really how about it? Finally, we finally have gotten to Savage Dragon number one. Which we, is funny. It sounds funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> After yeah. how many years? Took, what? It's been nine, seven? Yes, nine slash seven. Nine, nine, nine slash, slash seven years. Nine slash seven years, and we finally made it. Um, <sighs> so but, much has changed. Yeah. But yeah, we. I just mean we've done a lot of the retro episodes already, and we're only just getting to the ongoing now, which uh, it was the entire plan all along. It is hilarious, I think, to really sort of realize that big gap there was. Yeah, be- between yeah. the mini and the ongoing. You know what I mean? Like this, how, this retro really drove it home. How many months is it between? So I mean, it, just it, for the listeners, we had. The mini, then we went into the Wild Star, which is kind of running at the same time as mm-hmm. the ongoing number one comes out. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yep. Kinda. Give or and take. And then we had Savage Dragon Megaton Man. Well, that, yeah, that oh, that's right. Was... I missed that. I forgot yep. about that. I'm pretty sure yep. Savage Dragon miniseries number one came out March 92, right? You know we can wiki this. Listeners, you so. can wiki it too, so it's fine. <laughs> it was in 92 because I remember getting it signed by Eric in Chicago back in the day. So, <laughs> Chicago. Fancy but, uh, pants. But, well, uh, no, I mean, and that was way back. I was a big Jim Lee fan, so for me, and, yeah. and Silvestri. So that was back when Image really took off in 92, and mm-hmm. they were there at... Uh, it, Chicago Comic Con. It was before Wizard took it over and turned it to shit. But uh, yeah, I, I remember standing in a tent in the line, and I was all about Jim Lee. And I, I happened to, to grab the the Dragon uh, issues, 
And I got yeah, as you're shuffling through, I, did, I had no fucking clue who Jim Valentino was, and I and at that time, nor did I care. Really, uh, you, didn't, you didn't read Guardians at all? No, no, oh, I didn't. Yeah. I, the art didn't. I, I didn't like the art. And yeah. again, we've talked. I'm a, I'm I'm an art guy, not a story guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. For me, the, the the story and the art need to go hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, I was a big Jim Lee fan, and. At that time, as I hate to say it, I wasn't a big Larson fan. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I, I just mm. went through. I was I was there for Silvestri, and I was there for for Larson, or, or I'm sorry, uh, Silvestri and Lee. And I met Larson, and just that interaction, that initial interaction that I had with him, I was like, oh, dude, that's cool. He's cool. Uh, I need to check out more of his stuff. Yeah. And that's what got me going. You know, it's just it, that did he passion. Spend a lot of time talking to you. I mean, because this is back in the time when these guys were like superstars, lines, you know, around the block, and like, what was your interaction like that that made you feel that way? Because um, I feel like back then you were just getting kind of passed, you know, quick signature, probably the next person to the next person because they got a million people waiting. It, it was that, but it was the way he talked about his character. Yeah, it was different. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there was there was like that passion behind it. And, uh, you know, you could tell that it was not a flash in the pan. It was more. No, no. He had a backstory. He there, there was that passion when he was yeah. talking about his character and the characters that, you know, that were to come. He was he was into it where, you know, uh, Jim Lee and Sylvester, they really couldn't give Two shits. It was making uh, that money, baby. That that was it. Eric didn't have that that feel. It, it was more. Um, no, I'm passionate about. Uh, no, it's the character. It's all about the character. It's it's developing the character. Have you um Have you guys watched that uh, Image Revolution uh, documentary? I haven't out? yet. Man, yes, I have. Everybody's been telling it's, me to. It's on um, Amazon Prime. So. Okay. I actually did the Kickstarter on that. It's it's a pretty good documentary. It has its flaws, but so I was collecting in the beginning, but I never went to a comic convention probably until like I want to say the late '90s. So I missed all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's pretty interesting to watch and to see how all the guys kind of form their own studios. And um, Jim Lee had Homage Studios, and I didn't realize Sylvester or I didn't remember Sylvester was part of that for a while before he separated but those guys were all you know at first i think the thought was that they were each going to do their own book and concentrate on that one book but as soon as like the sales came out a lot of those guys started just throwing more characters out and hiring more people (laughs) and so it just got real diluted and so they talk about it in the documentary, which was interesting. And, you know, one of the things is, like, Larson kind of really just kept it with Dragon. And he had little spinoffs here and there. But it's not like they were saying some of these guys, like, Liefeld and Lee just hired, like, 30, 40 people. Mostly you know, from Sylvester. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. There was that one. That's kind of the downfall of it. But but even before Sylvester left Homage, Homage Studios had, like, 20 or 30 people in it alone so it got real watered down and that's one thing that you know i i do like about larson is he kind of stuck with it as kind of like his own little operation very few people and it it made the content a lot stronger 
Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's funny because they, like he said in the past, he's like, you know, everybody just had. It's, it's really funny because he's like, everybody is always like champions that, and he always shuts it down and like makes it like, no, no, you know, we all just had different goals. But it's like, dude, if it was me, I'd be like, hell yeah, dude. I'm the only one that's like, was true. Dude, you, you want to hear something crazy in that documentary? Mm-hmm. They talk about when like reality hits Lightfield and he like almost loses his mind because like one of the recent comics he puts out only makes 300,000 in sales and they're like they're like oh fuck they're like reality hit like i can't do this and it's like you listen to those numbers and you're like holy shit yeah oh for oh, them the they 90s. were losing their mind like the world was crumbling oh, i mean geez. you know that's the way success always is though like um it's like yeah, three hundred thousand in the year two thousand nineteen is fucking baller. Like you're doing better than Batman, but like you know back then that was back then yeah back then it was it was right before the the well big crash you right. know and uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. like with Ninja Turtles being black and white. Oh, we didn't sell enough to to make it worthwhile to be color. And you're like what? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a good ride, though. I mean, just like I said, like looking at all these, and it feels good to have picked uh, that book that lasted. Like uh, we we talk, we've mentioned it before. Yeah. But like, just imagine if you were like, you know, a uh, a fucking Strike Force fan. You know, you're fucked. You don't get that. <laughs> yeah, but even even people that are passionate, I feel like Eric is just beyond passionate because this is all he really wants to do. Yeah. Drawing his own character. You know, there's so many other artists out there that really would want to make it work and try and just be like, I can't, sales aren't good enough. I have to do something else. Dude, I got to tell you, I'm not going to name names because that's not right. But like, I have a shit ton of comic for bros and like, it's funny because there's like people that are where I would love to be success wise. Yeah. And they're like, when they talk, they're like, yeah, I see me just not, you know, drawing anymore in like five years. I'll be done. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like you're doing good. Like you're doing great. Like, why would you ever quit? And there you go. Like with Eric, it's like, yeah, he would probably like, if he was like making Jeff Bezos level money, there would still be a Savage Dragon book. Like, he'd just sit around and just make the book. Well, I think the other thing, too, that it's he's kind of said in the past, and maybe it was in the documentary, too, is that he was pretty good with his money. Like, he didn't just yeah. bl- blow it all, so everything he made, he kind of, you know, he pretty much saved it, or, you know, he lived kind of like a normal dude and, and not just buying cars for friends and, and blowing it on young blood spaceships and fucking giant foamy... Monsters. No, he invested in Kirby art. Yeah, that's true too, and that that skyrocketed. But I don't see him selling that. Oh, <laughs> no way in hell. You know, but uh, it's going to be a nice gift to the kids. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, just sitting sitting on that that heap of gold there. You know, they were probably going for like you know some of those pages less than a thousand dollars. Three four hundred dollars for some commandy pages a page, which seemed like huge. Now you look at those prices; it's it's insane. Thanks, MCU. Well, a different time. I mean, Kirby was still alive. Yeah, exactly. A while yeah. there, artists don't yeah. make money when they're alive. <laughs> you're only worth something when you're dead. 
So um, don't tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, while uh, uh, Scott is alive, can we talk a little bit about Juice Man? And, Please and, tell uh, us about Juice Man. Yeah. Tell the listeners about Chicago's What's, beefiest yeah. hero. Uh, well, when I uh, created Juice Man back in, oh, God, it was in the early 90s. I was going to NIU, and uh, he, he uh, came about from all the guys that were lifting weights, mm-hmm. and, and, and they would forget leg day. <laughs> and uh, we'd be sitting in our class, and I mean, it was a kind of a cool visual. And I, I, I go yeah, get a look at you know get a load of these juice men, and <laughs> I just started drawing the the proportions, and I thought it was funny. And then uh, I grew up in the uh, DeKalb NIU area which I thought was funny after Dragon came out because of Hordius being in uh, uh, in DeKalb. You know, I was like, oh, my God, it's like my backyard. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in art school, and I, I, I've created Juice Man, and I, I'm like going, okay, well, how can I have his proportions actually mean something? And... Uh, uh, there was this guy I knew that was, in, you know in a wheelchair handicap and uh i was like well uh, okay well he's got atrophy in his legs and well what if he had you know took the serum took something and because you know it fixed his his paralysis but because of the uh severe atrophy of his legs his legs didn't grow in proportion with the rest of his body Hence, is that why Juice Man's legs are little? I knew he was that, in a chair, but... That's why his legs are little, is because of the severe atrophy okay. of being in the wheelchair, is that it, it, it corrected his spinal injury, uh, reversing the paralysis of his legs, but due to the severe atrophy of being in the wheelchair for so long, his legs, doesn't grow, his legs don't grow in the same proportion as the rest of his body. Okay. So, hence, the, the proportions... And uh, so that's kind of where, uh, you know, Juice Man came about. And, you know, uh, so I brought in that scientific element of it. And I was a big, you know, uh, not not a big fan, but growing up, my my mother watched daytime soap operas. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, let me see about creating as many characters as I can as possible. Is Juice Man based on Stefano? No. From Days of Our Lives. <laughs> I watched Days of Our Lives. <laughs> what? I did. I just figured you know Stefano. I'm just saying. No, I'm I, just I, saying what's a Stefano DeMera. <laughs> Stefano DeMera. He is uh, the oh, overlord I, of Days of Our Lives. Where do you think uh, Damien Sinclair has a, a little bit of a flair from? Stefano DeMera, Phoenix Corporation. Stefano was the Phoenix. So, <laughs> I, I, dude, don't get me started on the... <laughs> You got to understand, I'm 48 years old, Mm -hmm. so uh, my summers, we had like, you know, three channels on the TV, so it was was kind of funny because my mother, during the summer, our homework was to catch her up on her daytime 
soaps. Right. If we were going to be home, she came home. At, if we were going to watch TV, we had to watch what she was watching at lunchtime. And it was either General <laughs> Hospital or Days of Our Lives. I hate General Hospital so bad. Oh, we did too. But it, it was either that or yard work. What the fuck are you going to do? I could draw and, and watch General Hospital, but I, I couldn't draw and do yard work. Right. No uh, so, Young and the Restless? I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a Young and the Restless kid. Uh, yeah, no. Nope, nope. It was uh, Days of Our Lives. And, wait, wait. Uh, Did Jim just say I'm a Young and the Restless kid? It's, it's got the best theme song. Better <laughs> than the theme days. song. How does the theme no, song go? Da, da, oh, oh, I know Days of Our Lives theme, yeah, the days theme song. Days is the best. Da, 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 Like sand through the hourglass. I'm McDonald Carrington. And this is the days of our lives. <laughs> yes. I, so I, I grew up watching that shit. Yeah. And, but to me, I, I always saw comics as soap operas, but with superheroes. 100% yeah, correct. Absolutely. So that's how I, when I was doing Juice Man, it was like, I, I've got to have all these, these other characters. I need to have the badger. Who who's like the party dude? I need to have Cass or or Sheblob who who you know uh, basically uh, gets her power from taking supplements and hoping to to be thinner. You know, fighting that eating disorder type thing, and it, it, that's going to go in a totally different direction, which I think Raven will really love. But awesome. um, uh, you know, uh, it's just. I, I, I saw these characters and I wanted to have this this large cast and just you know you go from one to the other and you know what the the, the audience know what's going on but the characters that are that are being in play in this have no clue. You know, it's like in a soap opera, everybody knows, oh, my God, Stefano DeMero is like the evil guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what? The the, the people that are, are interacting with him think he's the greatest guy or, or they don't know. So, you know, trying to build that. So that's kind of what I, I'm, I'm trying to do with Juice Man, with with yeah. building and layering all these characters going up. But uh, yeah, Juice Man started out as uh, uh, you know a, a paraplegic who uh, uh, ended up going. Into, he, he was an athlete who got paralyzed uh, probably his sophomore year in high school, and then went to the way of science, kind of like a Peter Parker, and um, he he uh, went that way and. Uh, now he's he's thinking he's trying to regain his life back uh, by you know getting the use of his legs. He sees his opportunity with the su- super serum that Julius Adnoid has created, but instead of that, he he doesn't regain his life. He starts a whole new life, and, and he's not the same person he was. And I think it's interesting, um, you know, just to stress both. Th- there's a two things I want to say here is that what's cool is for Savage Dragon fans so you uh, have contributed to a great many backups and uh, so probably many Savage Dragon fans are used to your art but then additionally you have uh, you know 
like a little mini Savage Dragon creative team there. And yet, at the same time, I do want to stress that there's definitely you got your own vibes going on for sure. Juice Man feels to me, like you mentioned the team, like whereas Dragon's world is mostly centered around whatever the fuck Dragon's doing, you definitely have like, you know, your cast. It's it's obvious like this corporation is a big part of things. And so uh, I think there's it's cool because like there's a huge Savage Dragon vibe to it, but you're definitely carving your own niche. And uh, I see it more and more with each issue. You're sort of like, you know, stretching those wings. And for the listeners, I mean, this is an online strip right now. I don't know if you have plans on ever printing, but it's on the, the Tapas uh, site, which I guess if you just go to, is it? T-A-P-A-S dot I-O. Is that Do you how want you... better? You can just Google Juice Man comic. Yeah, just Juice Man and Scott James. But uh, you're on issue two, I think, right? You're like on page, let me see, page seven, right? Yeah, yeah, I try to do a page a week. Which is so, awesome. And you, uh, we got to get people to subscribe, right? So the more people subscribe, the the more reach you have on, on the site or... Yeah. How does that work? Well, the the more subscribers I have, uh, the more reach I have, and then I also can uh, – there's ad revenue that I can earn as well nice. for doing it. So after 100 subscribers, I can start to, to bring in ad revenue, yeah. which, you know, to me is hey, – that's great. I just want to have people, you know, picking Check it out. up and re- checking it out and reading it. You know, and I've got Jason Howard, um, Wolfman, and uh, Super Dinosaur. Back in the day, uh, he and I uh, met at a Detroit, uh, the uh, Detroit uh, Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the same show that uh, I ended up getting work, my first pinup on Savage Dragon back in '66. Um, he actually did a issue sixty six. <laughs> what did I say? I like, no, no, I was like, I was like nineteen sixty six. No uh, issues. Uh, no, no <laughs> yeah, issue sixty six. And uh, he was at a table next to me, and he and I hit it off. And uh, he was he was a struggling artist. I was a struggling artist. I had Juice Man going on, and um, I, I had printed two really probably nasty you know though i've reused some of the pages uh issues of juice man and i was like yeah i want you to to if i pen if i lay out this story and write the story you know dutch um would you would you pencil it introducing the evil dr chang and you know saying how you know we got these hybrids and to bring in this whole mutate kind of element and he was like yeah 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 that's cool that's cool so i laid it out and i wrote it laid it out i sent it to him he relayed out some pages and he penciled it and sent me the pencils and i inked it and i put it out as like a a 12 page little ditty and uh uh, another guy helped ink it, and he was building websites and whatnot. And uh, he ended up uh, inking some of the pages, and ended up with the pages. And so I, uh, you know, I was like, okay, how can I reincorporate this? Because it tells, you know, how Captain Liberty got his powers, how how 
Dutch is is he's enhanced, but he's he's not like a super super, but he's enhanced and 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 bring in that whole element. So uh, the next few uh, pages are going to be going as a flashback from page eight. It's going to be this Jason Howard penciled me and another guy inking. Well, that's uh, going to be a weird combo. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, going to be awesome. a it's going to be a flashback and then I already have how the flashback's going to come out. And uh just to clarify, I don't want to be like just vague with that. Uh just because like, you know, Howard is like sort of I I see his work as like clean and cartoony and you heavy render. And so I can't wait to see that combo. Like that's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was interesting when it first came out because it was my layouts and then it was hard for me to try to ink his stuff and and not add shit. Yeah. Um that it's just because it's very clean and concise and very slick and where I I have no problem going grit and adding texture and so uh no but it turned out really nice and introducing uh the evil Dr. Chang who uh basically it's almost like the island of Dr. Moreau <laughs> type character where he he he'll do genetic splicings he'll he'll just fuck with anything and enjoy it you know so he's created these hybrids you know and uh Basically, that's what gave Captain Liberty his power, which gave Freedom her power, uh, you know, uh, secondhand. And it's it's just it's going to explain a lot once it once that story part comes out. And uh, I just thought, how can I incorporate these 12 pages that are over 20 years old? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I thought that would be nice is like, okay, flashback in the hospital about how did we get to where we're at you know and you know the the two old grizzly guys telling stories so i i thought that that would work out nice so that that's like the next you know uh 12 pages uh, uh before we get into you know the 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 the, the drunken fest of juice man freedom badger who i adore because innately he's he's me when i was in college and uh you know Cass night out in the town where we then introduce icelander and uh who who raven knows is is uh you know it basically a a a he's not a god but he he has taken the energy of these viking kings through uh, talismans or through these uh, the gauntlets the helmet the belt and these ghosts kind of uh uh give him his power and depending on what he he craves the power so depending on what he wears uh determines how much power he has and when he's wearing all of these elements it, you know he can channel actually maybe not channel but these these ghosts um, are are like a force to be reckoned with. Now uh, you even posted the cover to that too, so like uh, we can actually see him like with these three kings, these three Viking kings, like swirling around him and stuff. So it's a pretty kick-ass visual. 
Yeah, and and they can actually physically do damage. Nice. So it it's yeah. Uh depending on uh the situation, the Icelander can uh reap the benefit of these Viking kings and you know, uh, their lineage and their 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 might and um it, you know, it, he's it, he started out as a a Norwegian archaeologist, uh, stumbling upon, you know, the relics and the, in looking at this history of these Viking kings and the curse and you know each time he acquired one of these, he was driven more f- towards the next, you know, the 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 next um, uh, item. So uh, it, that quest for power, you know, and, and he's been driven that way and driven mad almost in, to that extent. Nice. I'm excited to see more uh, from Juice Man. I hope people uh, check it out. You know, it doesn't cost you a damn thing. Go Google up Juice Man Comics, Scott James Comics. If you like Dragon, out. you'll love it. Yeah. Uh, Farron Delgado, great coloring, great layouts, uh, good stuff. Yeah, um, before we dip into the meat and potatoes, we'll be quick with it. But Scott, shoot for the moon, baby. What, you talking book? You want to do t-shirt? I've seen the Juice Man, like, statue mock-up. Like, yeah, I, uh, I've i been uh, blessed to have, uh, back in the day when I was doing Juice Man, um, the, the first two, three issues that I did, I met uh, Dion Knuckles, who worked at uh, Hasbro Toys, mm. and he hired me to do uh, work on uh, basically a bunch of toy lines and, and movie concepts, and I worked on Small Soldiers. Uh-huh. Well, then Wait, I was... You worked on Small Soldiers? Yeah, doing concept design. Oh. That's cool, dude. I did not know that. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> Did rad. you create Archer? Um, no, the Gorgonites. I I worked only on the army guys. Oh, so I was virginity in small soldiers. What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you had me at hello. <laughs> um, no, I uh, so I I did concept design. So I was hired to do like sketches of army guys. And what Dia Knuckles would do is I back in the day of fax, I'd have to fax in the drawings. And they would circle parts that they liked in my drawings and other guys' drawings. And, oh, yeah, I like this. I like the the eyebrows. I like the pouches here. I like the boots, this, that, and the other thing. Okay. Then they would have their staff artists uh, basically put it all together. I like this part. I like that part. I like this part. Let's put it all together make a Frankenstein character. And that's what they would do. So I worked on uh, Small Soldiers. I got paid really nice. And... I got hired for Small Soldiers too, uh, and then uh, Phil Hartman was killed by his wife. Ooh. Oh, shit. He yeah. <laughs> he was like the the he was supposed to be the the main star of the second sequel. Mm-hmm. So I do all these designs for the sequel, and we're we're in the middle of production of the sequel and I'm doing all these sketches and sending them in. They're loving them, this, that, and the other thing. And they're, they're expanding the army guys. You know, they, they had, you know, chip hazard and then they created chip one B, which was like a takeoff of chip hazard. He was like the, the, you know, basically the stew nod, uh, kind of, 
cousin. He whatever he would do would be like a clusterfuck. You know, he would be the the one innately to pop the the pin off of the grenade and blow himself up. He was that guy. And uh, so I'm I'm doing all these designs, and they were bringing back characters that died in the you know because they're toys. Uh, so I mean, they're toys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then Phil Hartman. I get the call. I remember getting the call. Uh, yeah, um, we're paying you for what you did, but uh, yeah, we're we're done. Dude, that's wild. Uh, so that project was that attached to him? That was the, he was the star of the movie. Wow, it was f- focused around his character because his character had resonated so much in the first movie that they were the second the sequel. They were going to focus on his character and around his character and his family and it yeah yeah after Bryn killed him it was like uh okay uh we 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 got nothing we're we're packing up shop we're done wow nuts dude yeah so so then yeah. that's a dude that's working on the juice man statue like your cohort, your cohort from yeah, that. Well, yeah, he basically is the one who hired me for all of that, and he loved Juice Man, and that's what got me the the gig working for Hasbro. Was my he loved my designs for for the characters of Juice Man, and I did like umpteen things for Hasbro cool. uh, back at that time. But it was all ju- because of Juice Man. So when I was bringing back Juice Man, he was like, oh. I, I'd love to do a, a sculpt of it. And he did that sculpt, and I was, like, blown away. So, but a book, I'm looking at doing the first book and maybe doing pre-orders uh, for December. Nice. Uh, uh, black and white, uh, uh, basically with an art sketch in the back, artist sketch in the back. Cool. So, yeah, I'm in the process of uh, formatting that book uh, to get that together. Section. So, yeah, Christmas time, we're looking to have the first uh, Juice Man book out in print. Hell yeah, dude. Well, nice. count me in. I'm down for yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. The juice is loose. <laughs> I can't wait. Not that Juice Man. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you know what? That's fucking awesome as shit, but you know what people are here for. Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. How about we dive into Savage Dragon number one? cover here with dragon with about a thousand segments to his fin now <laughs> i don't know about you guys but can we on it i think i think you can count this among one of the most iconic images of dragon right i'm gonna be honest with you i disagree what i would just i would disagree as well i think this one is just lost in the if it wasn't if it, if it wasn't issue number one i would say that it's a, any other cover i don't know it's so weird to have issue number one with Dragon with a mustache. Can yeah. I? Can I? Yeah. Can I say this is like the uh, Sin City? It is the whole dragon. issue. The, the whole, whole issue, issue. Is, is Sin City Dragon. Yeah. And it's funny because the first three weren't really like that. No. Well, a lot has <laughs> happened got... in the last six months. So wait a minute. Someone do a quick Google search. Uh, Sin City came out after this. Or okay. before this, before this, and but what's the time frame? Does anyone Google? I'd be curious, real quick, because I'm just like, oh, there's obviously a, a Miller influence here. 
obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Like, mostly, we're going to say the silu- heavy silhouettes with all the bandages all over his face. I mean, come on, dudes. But, like, uh, you know, heavy silhouettes in this, I think more than in the three issues. So it's kind of funny because, like, trying to put yourself in, like, the, you know, Eric's shoes. Like, I want to know what the time frame is of Sin City hitting. And then he's like, damn, that's good. And then, like, when this issue number one hits, it's like, yeah, I'm doing some of that. I mean, even in the bar scene, I, I, when he's sitting there, I mean, that's total Sin City. Big time Marv, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And I love it. I'm not shitting on it. Like, you know, Frank Miller is... And it's even, more notice, it, it's even more noticeable. I've got the color version, and then I've also got the archives. It's even more noticeable in the archives. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you guys must be more uh, in tune with this, because you see I say your artists are comic readers. I just, I just see Eric... I, I when I think Sin City, I think it way more starker than this. Well, yeah, but those bandages, dude, like the little like bandages the dark around the of, eyes, and yeah, yeah, that is straight up Marv, like for sure. So, uh, Sin City originally appeared in Dark Horse Presents, April ninety one. Continued in Dark Horse Presents, fifty one to sixty two, May ninety one to June ninety two. Okay, so, it was out a few years before. Okay, so that's cool. Not saying anything other than, and obviously when Sin City hit, it was like fucking huge. So, I mean, there were so many people copying off of Sin City at yeah. that time. I mean, not saying Eric did that, but you know, there was well, that that the influence was major across the we, board. We talked in the past about Jim Lee's. Uh, remember the darker image? His guy. What was his guy's name? Oh yeah, he, Death he Blow. Direct, Death oh Blow. yeah. That was a direct uh, Sin City uh, Big time. <laughs> Big time, dude. <laughs> hey, um, you guys have the, the trade for the first, uh, the ongoing? I do the not. Forced to be reckoned with I trade? do in the other room. Was it different? Because it actually, well, yeah, there's two, uh, one, two, three. There's four pages that open up that bridge between Wildstar and Savage Dragon 1. Oh, cool. And it yes. actually gives I've, you... Yes. What are you going to say? I've, no, I've got that. Uh, that's yeah. because that's in the... Uh, is that with the airplane as well? Where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've got that in the... It's in the archives. Well, spill it so first it, that don't have it. Sure. It's, uh, it's got kind of almost like uh, Dragon's point of view on his fight with Wildstar. Oh, cool. Uh, it, it re- he redraws a few of the panels from the Wildstar comic. Mm-hmm. But he also has his own panel, so it's like you can tell, like even the dialogue's the same on the first couple of pages. Mm-hmm. But then he adds a few panels that fills in things of where Dragon gets knocked out and then wakes up and kind of walks away, and it shows him getting on the flight back to Chicago. Is Dragon like, man, that was all pretty cool? What happened back there? Dot dot <laughs> dot. Until that time traveling chick showed up. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> He's actually on the plane. It's pretty funny. Like, you know, it's got all these, like, different people up in his grill and shit like that because he's famous. Mm-hmm. And then he gets off the plane and Frank Darlin picks him up and is like, Welcome, Dragon. I've got a live one for you. And it kind of just sets the scene for you. And as we go along in this issue, I know there's, you know, we'll get into it, but they talk about how Frank Darlin keeps kind of sending Dragon away from Chicago which ties into a lot of the shit that's happening. Right. And so that whole Wildstar issue makes sense that he's kind of out there because 
Frank Darlin's pushing him away for a reason that we find out as we read. It's funny, too. Like, uh, again, I didn't have this, like, experience because I was reading Dragon like, while piecemeal all over. But, like, uh, and I, I, like I said, I, it's weird because I had Wildstar there, but it's just, like, perfect when you're, like, in the Wildstar, they're like, oh, you know, he's, he's out with the shrew, you know, dealing with the shrew. And then, like, you flip this issue open and, yeah, they're shrew, like, bloody all over. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Sweet. <laughs> so, those four pages come before the shrew splash yes. page? Yeah, mm. in, the, in the trade, it's it's four extra pages. Do you like the way that reads better or worse? Because I think that's a hell of an opening first page. I think it's good, and I think it probably suits the, the readers who might have had a little gap between Wildstar or maybe didn't pick up Wildstar. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up Wildstar, and I, I found that it, it, it brought clarity and actually, you know, it, it, it plays into what you were saying about how Frank is sending him out because of uh, his connection with the Vicious Circle. And uh, I just, it, it adds to that tension, you know. Right. Uh, especially as you go on through the story and, you know, Dragon's questioning, why do you keep doing this to me, Frank? What what, what the fuck's going on? Uh, this has got to stop. And then you go into the page. I love that splash with Frank where he, he just looks battered and beaten down. And it's that montage of panels as you're going through the history. Yeah. You know, uh, I just think that that page. That's uh, a good S page. Yeah, I, I just think that it just really, it basically encompasses, you know, uh, how everything went. Uh, you, you even got uh, Dragon working in Frank's cousin's, uh, uh, what is it, warehouse in and the dock. Uh, the dock, yeah, and y- y- the explosion, and basically, it it's a total recap page, but. The weight on Frank's face is—you can feel it just by looking at that illustration that Eric did. Is just—you can tell that he's like, "Oh man, I'm just—I'm—he's I'm, tired." You could tell, and he's drained. And well, he's got this super cop on the force now for once, and he's like pigeonholed. He can't do any—you know—he's—he's he's got all this weight on him that. You know, he caused innocent death to get this cop on the force, and now he's going to get outed on it. And and he can't use life's him. Life's ruined. Yeah. One thing I find interesting is that Frank is uh, Frank is um, narrating to himself, and he says it's been two years since he found Dragon. Yeah. Which I think is interesting, just because Dragon doesn't usually do that kind of stuff because it's got the whole real time aspect. Right. Because this issue isn't two years from. The miniseries. Yeah, but I think he's still fine. I think Eric, I'm not sure he, he started this comic thinking that. I think maybe that kind of just went. Yeah. Real time just sort of came up later. Yeah. I'm not sure much later, but I still feel like, you know, he's still playing around with concepts. I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like two years. I don't know. It feels like Dragon's still kind of fresh to this. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just jumped out at me just because to me, Dragon still feels like he's fresh on the force. Still trying to find his direction, and yeah, I get yeah. you. I see what you're saying. Because because that because that would mean that Frank's been being blackmailed for two years. Well, um, they probably. keep saying. It, well, they keep saying they keep sending. He very well could away. be. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be like if he was getting blackmailed for two years. I mean, what's funny is like a lot of these, like you know, somebody's crooked or whatever, they could be getting blackmailed for their whole life. You know, right, I mean? right. But I feel like so. if it was that long a period, I mean, th- it feels like this is something recent, and Dragon is getting getting wise to it. It doesn't feel like it's been going on for two years. I don't know. It just like I said, I just it jumped out at me because Eric doesn't in the you know doesn't usually date himself like that. Yeah. Dude, how about the shrew, man? Like, yeah. shrew's cool. You know, you know what character he reminds me of so much, though. Hmm. Uh, Thunderhead, as when he's a villain, he seemed like the baddest ass, like scariest mother effer, and then he turns into like a good guy and he's, like, harmless. Because <laughs> so you good see that scene is like the thing. I don't. He's like dead cops and people all over, bloods pouring out. He's got like razor teeth and and claws. He's going toe to toe with Dragon, and then later Mace is just beating the shit out of him like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's all like, "No, no, not a swinging Mace! Ay, 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 my face!" Well, yeah, it's really funny. That's a funny contrast. Well, he's not a monster. You're right. Yeah, he's not. I mean, I don't know. I guess it is like you got to think about it. It's a whole lot. If your thing is like slicing attacks and vicious razor sharp teeth, and you're trying to be a good guy probably a whole lot easier to use that and be like lethal and effective when you're evil and don't give a shit about life. No, I mean he literally isn't very good at the slicing and dicing. Yeah. Cuz he's not in control of himself here. At least that's what we'll learn later. Oh, I yeah, I'm I'm biting my tongue because I want I, I I'm like uh, what can I say? Can I can no, I, I think you can this, say is, it. this is 25 yeah, years old. I think retro, the statue so. of limitations. on the yeah, I mean the wicked worm. I mean they 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 yeah. say that it's you know he's acquitted because you know he he is driven because of the the wicked worm and how the, that mind control which sure. you know sets up perfect later on for what happens with dragon. But you know because dragon ends up becoming that that brutal right, that vicious right, which we end right. up finding out that that comes by nature later on but uh uh because of uh, you know Kerr, but that uh, you know it, that could explain easily explain why the shrew is more way more vicious and and, and i'm sorry way cooler yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when he's when he's this way, then when he's he's working at the Rock House Diner, yeah. that's an interesting point. So he's like definitely like pulling it in. It could be like a killing machine if he was let loose, basically, and he is. Yeah, and that's what this. Can I, I I got a bag on one thing though. Bag yeah. away. Isn't like Savage Dragon supposed to have like some crazy like aiming skills? When he shoots, like he can. He's according like, to the, according, yes, according yes. to the. Uh, he's got, so so either Shrew's got bulletproof skin or Dragon shoots like a stormtrooper. <laughs> well, you <laughs> know he's got two. Oh, Uzi's are you talking? Are you talking about where when the Shrew is leaping and we hear blah blah yeah. blah 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 blah? He's blah. got two Uzis in his hand and about fifty-seven gun shell well, uh, bullet shells well, <laughs> don't forget the big problem with the cops at this period of time is that they're dealing with all these bulletproof bad guys and they just can't hack it because guns yeah. don't do shit to these guys yeah so sure right. might actually be pretty damn bulletproof. Well, that's, that's what i'm wondering because later on he's going to take a couple of uh uh chainsaws to the chest and he's basically going to bust them up 
in the process. Okay, we'll go with bulletproof then. Yeah, he's. I think he's got a degree of toughness. He must have healing factor too because he gets really battered at the end. Um, can I just say that, like, to be so old, this action sequence holds the fuck up? It does. It does. So, I mean, not all of the action sequences that Larson does holds up. I mean, this, let's be honest. When you draw Thor versus Hulk, and that's one of your first, and it holds up back then. I'm, I'm sorry. Larson's action sequences have always, you know, standed yes. the test of time. And I love those fucking big fat Uzis. Love them. <laughs> I love do too. As useless gigantic. as they are. Yeah, they never do. They and never I gotta love shit. I love his use of splatter. I mean, mm-hmm. where where it's got that Miller esque feel mm-hmm. of Sin City, where he separates it is with the grit and with the splatter and with the grunge. Uh where uh Miller it it's more stark black and white. Eric brings texture into that artistically which just i think separates it from that uh, you know uh sin city more so it's got that feel but yet it's separate also feels like the um coloring remember digital coloring still really an emergent art form uh feels like the colorists are really getting super comfy oh shit i should look at the color one then shouldn't i yeah, um, let me they, go back to the color good. one. Yeah, it's yeah. real good. Yeah, they're they're doing the colorists are doing real good things. Like uh, on the splash page where the shrew is like you know standing there all bloody and dragons. There's like red in the shadow and stuff. Oh like, yeah. Oh, Wait, good. you're talking about the one where his hands are all cut up? Oh, uh, just the very beginning. Yeah, oh, the beginning. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But good stuff coloring wise. Um, I don't know how we're going to jump around. I just can't let this go by without saying uh, Fire Breathing Dragon Page is yep. one of the funniest. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good gag. Hilarious. Yeah. And also Johnny Nitro's uh, bandage pants. <laughs> His little stripey pants. Yeah, dude. That's TNT. <laughs> stripey pants. Uh, and one He's thing like I noticed. Rocker. Um, the the page where Dragon is it Rams, uh, you know when the guy the page after where uh, the guy crashes through Moe's. yeah yeah uh, where he Rams the guy's face in the wall yeah I, I get a total Frank Miller feel off of that waitress or that oh no my bar yeah. my I, I, that that just Her voice rem- just sounds raspy <laughs> yeah oh my God darling this is you the know, worst day of my this life. Is the way- my bar, my beautiful bar, it's destroyed. That what am I going Mo. to do? Yeah, she might be Mo. <laughs> Check out, and again, I love the dude like uh, on the you know guy smashing through Mo's at the bottom of the page. Check out the dudes like his sort of like twin mohawks. <laughs> yeah, sweet. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love those like old school like you know just flunky designs. This guy's a punk. Look at his hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got to be up to no good. It's funny because you go back and you watch, like, old movies and old entertainment and stuff. Yeah. And, like, you know, if you were a degenerate in society, you were, like, the most outrageous visual. You had a mohawk and neon, like... 3D clothes. glasses. <laughs> That's like the balding flock of seagulls, uh, you know, member right there. You <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Are we all here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kind of a weird sound drop off there. Sorry. <laughs> we get that nice little kind of uh, 
so we're, we don't know this yet, but that little page, the, the one page with uh, that will eventually show us Horridus, but you know, her dead parents. Yep, we get a couple of teases about that. Uh, Horridus. Which that will take a little Hortus. bit before we get. Dreamboat Alex. Uh, oh, what I love is in your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only if, you know, how many issues later? <laughs> was it attention there? Yeah, yeah. How many issues before it was in her dreams? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's. I'm just saying, it's a good dynamic. And this page, the crazy day page, like the most Sin City page. Oh, that is beautiful. Total Sin City page. I love it though. Beautiful. Love it. Yeah. And then the icon, and we we joked about this before the show, but it's too good to leave off. The twin chainsaw shrew fight is one of those things like Savage Dragon being a cop that like people just seem to know and remember. This is an yeah. iconic ass fight scene. <laughs> it's like a what the f? <laughs> yeah, twin chainsaws. I love it. Like he's in Chicago. Where do you get? Isn't that like <laughs> you know? Uh, the only thing could be better is dueling banjos. <laughs> <laughs> it's great though. It's it's yes. fantastic. I love it. Mind if I cut in? Shrew is fucking creepy looking. Yeah, Yeah, he's a big mouse. So you could say the issue one was the taming of the shrew. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my god! I will. I gotta. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the very end of the fight where where dragon's looking at his uh, bloody hands bloody mm-hmm. yeah i was just yeah. looking at that page that's that, a that's yeah. a great panel but though i mean that's a great image but those panels at the top are a bit yeah not good tangent e they're you know what though they're still weird. awesome but they i get the tangent that you're talking about but they're still sweet they should yeah. almost be opposite yeah yeah you know uh it's funny that I had never heard the fucking phrase visual tangent until like Eric talked about it. And once he like talks about it, like you look for it everywhere. I just wonder when he when they got on his mind. Can't unsee. Is it like where he couldn't Yeah, if they were opposite that would work way better. Like I just wonder though when he like st- when it started bugging him all the time. How's that page looking black and white? Because the color is really awesome. They do a really cool thing where, like, the blood is, like, you know, even makes the shadows red. Like, does that read clear in black and white? Or Let me take a look. Okay. Um, it, it's way clearer in black and white. Oh, okay. It is way clearer in black and white. That Damn. red, actually... I, to do these fin casts, I, I'm going to have to have the single issue out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to have <laughs> the trade out, and I'm going to have to get the my black and white. Uh, what do you call those? What are they called? Uh, archives. The archives. archives. I'm going to have to like be looking at three different things at once. I have the action figure in my left I'm hand this whole prepared. time. Would you say I have the action figure? Yeah, I just keep the action figure in my left hand the whole time. <laughs> you got to optimize. <laughs> We're all looking at the books. Ravens, I look at the action figure. <laughs> Dragon looks so cool, guys. <laughs> now, the one where his shadow is like, like Shrews all beat the fuck up and like Dragon's shadow is all giant over him. Oh, oh yeah, that looks bad. Good shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, yeah. This pretty much is what we do on these retro reviews, baby. We just gush over the art. Now, I'll tell you what I do not love. I've, I've never loved. I never loved the round rim glasses. 
No. No. I never loved it. What about it. the trench coat? Eric was into the trench coat for a while. For some reason, the trench coat didn't bug me like the glasses. I'm into the trench coat. The John Lennon I just glasses. can't. Well, Dwayne Wayne. Yeah, yeah, the little flip-up ones. Yeah, that's, what that's all I think of is when I see it. Is I keep expecting him to flip them up. The trench coat is tied at the waist is what's weird. That's what's weird. And then flares out from the waist. It's, yeah. yeah, it's unnatural. It's strange. But I just those glasses, especially in combination with the like fucking uh, handlebar mustache. <laughs> I mean, the uh, it's not handlebar. What's it called? Mutton chops? Is it handlebar? It's, it's handlebar. a handlebar. Handlebar. Yeah, yeah. The handlebar and the glasses combo, not awesome. <laughs> 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 he deserves to get slapped by barbaric. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, it, no, what? that's called uh, pimp slapped. Mm. Yeah, backhand. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we get our big like our big introduction this issue with uh, Barbaric and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. In a sweet double page spread. Oh, they fucked up the fin. The edge of his fin is like brown. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you don't um, notice it in the black and white though. Just mm-hmm. as I was bragging on their coloring. Also, what the, are you talking about? What's brown? Uh, the the, ri- the edge of the dragon's tip, fin. The, yeah, just the tip. Yeah, uh, the very tip of Dragon's Fin is brown. And also the red shadows on Barbaric's, on Barbaric's like, leg. leg. Yeah, that's yeah that looks insane, dude. And it do- and it's cut cropped really weird, too. Now, I mentioned this before, but it's kind of uh, funny how coloring went. Um, of course, why it looks weird is because uh, they didn't really do process blacks at that point yet. No. So what you're so what you're seeing is process black. If you're unfamiliar, is like a combo of cyan, yellow, magenta, and black. The four color printing process. So this would never happen nowadays because they know to not do it. But what you're seeing is literally where the colorist like made the selections underneath the black. And since it's not processed black, it's just K. It's just black. You're seeing that red come right on up through the black. And that's why it looks uh, so fucking weird. Yeah. It's funny how this comic actually predates, like, some really common sense coloring printing knowledge now. <laughs> the funny thing is it's uh, on the singles, it's glossy. Mm-hmm. On the trade, it's that matte-like paper. Mm-hmm. And it's not as bad. The glossy really makes it pop. Like, really, not, I shouldn't say pop, but really makes it stand out. Yeah. It, it's, in particular, it shit really shows up on Barbaric. Because he's got because oh, yeah. he's got the red coloring and it like really pushes through the black. Mm-hmm. Dude, how about Barbaric's first appearance though? It's pretty awesome how he's yeah. like you just see his shadow and you see his like almost like ricochet looks like yeah. a bug lady, mm-hmm. and then that splash, a double page splash, a giant fucking hand, boom! Like you were just saying, <laughs> the, the pimp slap. <laughs> the next two pages, I really love how Ricochet bonks off of uh, the side of Dragon's Head. Yeah, yep. dude, that is great. That, I love that. that. I mean, that just great gesture, great motion. Great use yeah. of the panel. Yeah. Like I always exactly. say, people are always like, oh, layout's not... It's like, no, dude, layout's super important if you work it. Like, that's a great work... Like, working of, like, long, like, tall panels. So good, dude. Barbaric's costume is just so funny. Yeah, it so shouldn't be cool. Like shoulder pads with the pouches. Yeah, you, you gotta wonder, cool, you gotta wonder where these cool. homeless kids got the costumes from. <laughs> I like Ricochet. Is got a weird thing going on, right? Well, she's like got a kind of a Bucky thing uh, old, going on. Yeah, yeah. it's like old timey 
pilot, like, I don't know, plane pilot? Yeah, like know? a rocketeer kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. With her goggles. She's such a weird character. I feel like she didn't get developed much in the future. Really? Uh, she's all right, but I don't know. I like her. She never clicked with me. Like she could have done characters. more. I love her powers, <laughs> but she could have been used more. She's like Speedball. Yeah, yeah. Speedball. Any, any kind of bouncy character, like their thing is they bounce around, that's cool in my book. But no, I agree, Craig. I, I think like she didn't ever really do shit well, compared to, like, well, say, I, Rock. I think a lot of those characters could have done more in Freak Force or been developed more in Freak Force. Yeah. And I, I just don't think they were, you know, developed as, to the extent that they could have been. Some of them were, some of them, uh, but I think the majority of them weren't. The ones that were, like... Uh, Rapture, Dar, Rapture. Yeah, yeah, they were brought in and used primarily in Dragon. Right. Uh, yeah. If they weren't mainstays in Dragon and were more off in the 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 background, you know, even Rock was developed more than yeah. Ricochet, and Ricochet came before Rock. Yeah, and Widow, I feel like, right here. <laughs> but I feel like I mean, Barbara gets developed a lot, and I feel like it's always just you know Ricochet's his girlfriend. Well, and and. The, the, what I felt was developed with Barbaric was primarily his, his, you know, later on when he was part of the SOS. Right. You know, and you really got a, a sense of his character then in that he he wanted to make the money. background where they came from. Yeah, the... exactly. And and then after where when they when they had their little uh, what kids TV show, yeah, the kids that, show. that that became <laughs> got more. Fat. Yeah, but. <laughs> But that was more uh, character development for those characters than when they were yeah. actually members of Freak Force. Yeah. But Barbaric was always an awesome character. Oh, I Even, agree. Like in the, in the 30s on the SOS when he's just like a pain in Dragon's ass. Oh, those I love when he's saying, have you issues. done the, the, the panels where he's just sitting there talking to Dragon and then he does the circle with his finger like, hey, yeah. did you guys? Uh, and then he's like, oh, shit, I upset Dragon. He goes to take yeah. off and then you see him. He went ahead and, and made the action figures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But th- that's what I'm talking about. That's when he was, you really get a feel of the character. Yeah, yeah. Where the rest, it's like okay, he's a big lug, right? You know. So I gotta ask, um, what do you guys think are in Barbaric's pouches? Nothing. Uh, beef jerky. I was gonna say corn nuts. <laughs> they are for show. I don't think they even opened. I don't think he can even open them with those hands. Follow up question. Um. I bet it'd be pretty crazy to see those two doing it, don't you think? <laughs> just bouncing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> just like boing, 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 doing, 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 like all around the room, you know. <laughs> just to land on it. Isn't that a fish song? Bounce around the room. <laughs> <laughs> and one last thing. I'm so sorry to just be so wacky, but like, caca thum. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait, what? On the the sound oh. effect. <laughs> The sound effect where like dragons punching uh, barbaric, the, 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 it's the, like pow, choom, barbaric, cockathum. Ka- 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 last... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's I like know. saying bukaki as a <laughs> as a sound effect. Dude, I just realized on one page is like dragon punches barbaric straight up, and then the next page you see the action of him falling down before he punches him again sideways. So he punches him straight up in the air and then punches him through a door. As he's falling back down. Oh, that's yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah, I didn't catch that. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, that's awesome. Air juggle. Air juggle, James Purcell. Yes. <laughs> so, I noticed, uh, there's no poster in this issue, right? There's no poster in Not this Not in mine, no. Okay. So, something I found interesting, this is this issue only has 31 pages of story, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is means it ends on a on a right page, which is really freaking weird. Oh, you're you're right. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. You're instead right. of being 32 pages long, it's just which would be an even number, it's 31. Mm-hmm. Just weird. Weird that would happen. And then so to add, he adds a page again in a force to be reckoned with, and I think it's kind of to get that page probably to fix that. Back. Yeah, that makes sense. And the page he adds in A Force to Be Reckoned With, it's Dragon's back at the precinct, and he's shaving his mustache Mustache off. Off. Well, because yeah. it's yeah. gone next issue. Yeah. 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 And he's talking with uh, William. William Johnson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's in the... Uh, that's in the and it's a, it's a weird exchange, because William Johnson's trying to hook him up with you know women, and he's like, oh, they just like me because they see me on TV or whatever. Yeah. And so oh, the, I can be with the green screen. Yeah, I can be with the green skin guy. So, or, he, so, yeah, he, it's, so Eric added five extra pages, which means that makes it out to be 36 pages in the in the collection, mm-hmm. which I guess Still makes not it... a multiple you, of four. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be at that not point. Not in a trade, but not in a trade. Know, you'd think. Right. But it doesn't um, make it house, even number. House ads. Um, how yes, about that house Project ads. Metaphorce? <laughs> I was going to bring that up. What the heck is Project Metaphorce, and why is it here? Because I, I did the search. There is uh-huh. nothing on, like, on, com- on Comic Viner listing about this. I don't think it ever actually happened. And i got to say, so. look at that logo. ICP. Insane Clown Posse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's ITP. Yeah, it's Imagine for, This Productions. But that most certainly does look like ICP, right? Yep, it's not very good. Where and, uh, are you guys at? Okay. Um, there's a house ad. There's two house ads uh, after the oh, letters the, page. There's four house yeah. pads total. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, Vanguard. Project. Okay. Yeah, we didn't mean to skip Vanguard. Like, that's, uh, Vanguard is coming. Project Metaphors. Project Metaphors. Imagine this production's The Patriots TM Talks T-O-X-X-T-M Backdraft TM <laughs> yeah. Camo. Yeah, dude. See, I tried Killer to, I... B, Bat, Baboon, and Toke. <laughs> oh, Toke. That's you know what, and we, we, <laughs> this is the, uh... we know that that probably was meant to be an Asian style name, Toke, but they just spelled it like okay with the T at the front. <laughs> okay with Toke. Yeah, this to- is okay. I bet with guys. A snake looking guy. Really? Lizard looking guy. He's yeah. not baboon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> or bat. <laughs> Let's just say this art is not Toke. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's far from Toke. <laughs> it's talks. <laughs> and uh, back, co- back cover's got the Eric Larson Freak Force preview. Yeah, yeah it's dude. the Eric version of the cover. Which Beautiful. A great image. Hortus looked, yes, but Hortus looks uh, stoned. High? Yeah. <laughs> High and, as a kite. And, and this is interesting because so far we've only met uh, Barbaric Ricochet, Super Patriot, and I guess some Mighty Man briefly. Right, uh, Rapture, Hortus, and Dart are going to be completely unknown to anyone who read this issue. Yeah, um, and yet there they are: Ricochet trademark, Barbaric trademark, Super Patriot trademark, Dart trademark. 
Mighty Man, trademark. No, I'm kidding. I just wanted to do that after you did talks and all that. No, and I love, uh, you know, you get like uh, the Super Patriot tube guns. and I mean, this is sweet, dude. I like this pinup. Yeah. I like it. And it's funny, I didn't... Think about like like when this issue came out mm-hmm. and you're like a huge Larson fan or Dragon fan. You've seen the mini and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Coming out with a new team book. Yeah. They all look right. fucking Good sweet stuff. here. Hordus, a visual that holds up. You think so? Ah, uh, yep. It endures. People like Hordus, dude. Hmm. If you did a tweet of fan art of Hordus, or if somebody cosplayed Hordus, uh, I guarantee it would hit like 6K likes. Interesting. I've yep. always found her a bit plain myself. Oh, yeah? What? She's kind of... Out of spikes? Yeah, she's All just a spiky lizard. Orange. The only thing interesting about her is that she's a girl. Well, you don't Got need a cool to see dinosaur that. dinosaur head. I hear she's kind of horny, She's though. kind of a Ninja Turtle-looking thing. <laughs> she's a horny simpleton. Yeah. The best kind. <laughs> Who likes cartoons? What I, else does a guy need? I'm telling you, dude. Like, yeah, she's into sewer mutants or whatever. Robots. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, but dudes. I mean, what an issue number two. Who do we have on this cover here? These look like some Ninja Turtles. Sewer mutants appeared. I don't remember my reaction when I saw... I do remember being like, holy F, like Larson is drawing the Ninja Turtles and they look cool as shit Mm -hmm. on the cover. I remember that. I don't remember, like, ever hearing that they were going to be there. Like, I feel like, you know, this is pre-internet. I feel like they were just... Like, I picked it up at the comic store and was, like, blown away. Like, I don't remember, like... Unless I saw a house ad or anything like that, I don't remember. I don't think there that. was. I, I think it was just literally you're like, holy shit, turtles are Well, then you guys can't dragon. read because at the end of the letter column, he says, Savage Dragon goes to New York and meets Eastman Laird's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. On an issue one, it says yeah. that? Way yeah. to point out that I never learned how to read. Dumb Thank bastards. you. <laughs> Dumb bastards can't read. So take that. No, it's still though. It's still your first impression. Like, uh, no, dude. That's uh, yeah. They're all they're all wearing the red bandanas, which means they're going to be cool. Yep, not, not lame. Lucky. They're going to murder people. Yes. <laughs> what what I can't stand is the red going over the turtles on the cover. Yeah. What is up with that? Right. Wait. What? So the color red goes over the the red of like uh, Leonardo's bandana. Uh, oh yeah, that looks like goes, just a coloring mistake. Yeah, but, like, they shouldn't have. They should have just let his bandana be behind the logo. Yeah, it looks like my kid drew on it with a red Sharpie. I never even yeah. noticed that before. It, like, literally yeah. didn't register until you made me look at it. So thanks <laughs> for that. I will also say no problem. I, I do like that the colorist chose to give the image eye a beveled look. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm. Which, again, is not something. like that? No, 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 I'm mocking. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally mocking. But the dragon logo looks sweet. This is sweet yeah, cover. Yeah, I think it's a great job of Eric to to do the like the shadow background of the building. It really makes all the characters kind of popping out of the shadows like ninjas. You know, mm-hmm. like it could have been really busy. And thank you know, like I felt like he missed a lot on the miniseries covers with mm-hmm. how busy they were. That like these kind of covers make up for it. And I gotta say, I I, I love the turtles. How he, I've always loved how he drew the turtles. Um, 
I love how the turtles look on this cover more so than yeah. I do dragon. Yeah. I, I, you, know, you don't I, like I, dragon on this cover? I, I don't like. I I am the Terminator. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. chopper, yeah. dude. He's got the awesome <laughs> specs. They're so much better than round, though. I defy you. And I'm looking at the fin, and I'm just like knowing how Eric draws Dragon now. I could. It's only, hard to look at now. Uh, yeah. It's hard to look at now, where the turtles are so iconic and they're perfect. The way he's drawn them, I love yeah. the turtles. The turtles by far overshadow how he drew dragon and dragon is i feel there's so much energy and power with these turtles that he's drawn where dragon's just standing there like duke nukem Mm -hmm. well he looks badass that's what he's doing he's there i don't think he looks that badass raven no he doesn't Uh, he looks you he looks kind of bored you amateurs amateurs (laughs) amateur art critics but, Dragon but looks Eric's awesome. Always done great turtle covers from like all the the TMNT uh, oh, yeah. series and stuff. Just these they, turtles they are badass. They're baller, man, and, and it just it emphasizes. Unfortunately, it just emphasizes how uninspired Dragon looks on that cover. <laughs> you haters. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. I love you haters, though. It's hilarious. No, I'm not, and I don't, I'm not trying to hate i'm mm-hmm. just it, it, to me looking at it dragon just it, it, it's not to the same level yeah. as the turtles kind of flat my mind is blown because i always thought yet again this was another like like just really stellar cover well it is like, a so, good cover yeah it's just dragon's not the part that makes it great he's eating up as much literal real estate as yep. the turtles he, I'm that, just saying. and that's the problem the leads front and center, looking like a fucking gangster. He looks like he's about to get jumped because he's a chump. I, <laughs> oh, I shit. don't. I don't think teenage tour mutants are gonna beat up a dude that just like he just beat the in blood a one-on-one fight. He would total. They would totally take him in the end as a team. Horseshit! I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I'm staying out of this one. All right. You know, I gotta say, uh, did we? I'm remembering right here. We saw this scene reimagined at some point. Dart entering the precinct. Yeah, it was a backup. Bill Sienkiewicz did it. Yep. So Sienkiewicz reimagined it. Yes, and it was fucking baller. Yeah. Sienkiewicz just it, it, Larson did it, and then what happened was Sienkiewicz inked. It was those pages. <laughs> it was that issue that Larson reimagined like mm-hmm. endings oh, okay. uh not reimagined but because of the the alternate timeline the events. alternate ti- yes that was he, it in the back of the image united no it was like in issue what 100, issue 100 where issue 100 had all the backups with the alternate yes, timeline events. yes and sinkevich did redid this one I feel like no, no. Really? Well, then he, he did another one. I feel. I feel. Like, nope. Are you Sinkev- thinking? Are you thinking of the Sinkevich? Freak- inc- Sinkevich inked it, and okay. it had to do with the jailbreak. You did because that's a big turning point. Uh, yes, because there's no money to no, save them. Exactly, and if so, I this was maybe maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but I, I know that Sinkevich inked it. I also think there. It, I think. Craig, you might be thinking of the Freak Force Zero backup that redrew a lot mm. of scenes. I don't know if that specific scene is in there, but it could have been. But that would have been Val Staples, I think. 
I just think it's funny because uh, because this scene has been reimagined, it kind of makes this a cooler scene, you know. Well, I I gotta say, as a as a first page, it's really good. Yeah, you meet this brand new character, and she's all front and center. Yeah, so you know she's yeah. important. That's your that's your big character splash page, like because yeah, she seems like a big deal right away. Oh my! Would you look at that? My my my! Oh lordy! <laughs> Pigs. <laughs> it's good. They're the guys in the force, you know. All right, guys, listen. I looked it up. All right. Uh, let me see. I have diabetes. Bill Sikovich is Image United number three. Dart Triumphant back backup. Wait, there's a Whoa. backup. No, you're right. You're right, and that's the, the he redid the he, this page was redone for the dart uh, where she takes out the soul uh, the the sword she oh. recaptures the sword from the precinct. Oh, you're talking about the but backup where Allison's like got in handcuffs. Yeah, it's not this page though. It's not like he. He re-inked this page. Page, it's it, but it's it, but it's like it's an very homage. Similar, it's an homage yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking of. And I don't know, is there another page that he did in one hundred or something like that? Um, I well, I know that he did. He inked uh, over Larson in yeah. hundred, and it right. had to do with the jailbreak with gotcha. uh, with no mighty man, and that's where. Uh, um, Mako uh, pulls her. her out. Yep, and saves her. Gotcha. Well, it's a dope intro, and basically we get to, treated to, uh, you know, Alex and Dart having a bit of back and forth, and you get some sweet like that pose of Alex running with her gun and Dart's hair is like flying off the panel. That's sweet. Yeah. So good mm-hmm. stuff. But then here's your really juicy nugget. How about this double page spread of Dragon and the Toidles? Kind of like a remake of the cover in a way. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's not one of the better ones, but I. But again, cool. I think the turtles look cooler. Unfortunately, I think the the turtles look cooler than Dragon. <laughs> oh, and he's in New York pretty now, cool. right? I like this perspective though, like with the one gargoyle in the foreground and then the other gargoyle off to the side. Yeah. Well, no, and cool. where Dragon also is like a a, a mock gargoyle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like in between. There's it's your hated trench coat, though, guys. Right? Which which one of you guys was the trench coat hater? Oh, I was not so much a hater. I just said, remember, you went through that trench coat phase with the shredded arms, sleeveless <laughs> trench coat. Yes, and they actually made a toy. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> no, did it have a trench coat? The toy? Yes. <laughs> Sleeveless trench coat dragon had a toy. Was it like battle the battle damage dragon? Yeah. yeah. See now that's a bridge too know. far. Those plastic coats well, it's never all based work on anyway. turtles. Wait a minute, one at a time. What now? I said those plastic coats never look good anyway. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> now the other. <laughs> now the other. No, I was saying that, that that whole toy line is based around you know the dragon ninja turtle. Well, it, it, it's a Ninja Turtle toy line. It just has Savage right. Dragon characters. Jim Lee's TMNT. Yeah. Oh, wait, <laughs> I'm so, oh, I just <laughs> threw up in my mouth. <laughs> that just cured my constipation. For the listener, 
for some reason, when the Dragon Toys came out, they came out packaged with Jim Lee's version of the Ninja Turtles, which had all the Ninja Turtles except for Leonardo. You mean Stan Levy's Leaping Lizards? (laughs) Yeah. I love that. (laughs) They were dreadful to the max. But it was so weird. It was like, well, here's Jim Lee's interpretation, and we're going to mix them with Savage Dragon. Dreadful. Like I said, there's no other word for what that was. Just they were simply dreadful. That was like the anti-continuity of anything. I mean, it it had nothing to do with what was going. We had the dragon toys that coincided with the comic book, but then we didn't. We had the the uh, uh, turtle toys that had nothing to do with anything except that Jim Lee drew them or designed them, and. I am dumber for seeing those, and may God have mercy on his soul. <laughs> and they, they didn't even produce the Leonardo one. No. You know what? Can I just say, like, for as much shit as Liefeld gets over the Captain America, like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, boobs picture, anytime <laughs> anyone wants to be like, Blue is a god, I just want to show them those turtles. <laughs> Those deserve to be shared just well, as I mean, much. Jim Lee can draw like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, he can't, these des- he guys. can't design shit. <laughs> you know, I haven't actually seen these guys before. Yeah, these guys suck. Oh, is this your <laughs> first? <laughs> okay, hold on. No, this is precious. Oh, the T- Jim Lee's TMNT. You're looking it up. Yeah, and, and this is your Cyber first exposure. And, Tell us what you're going through. And s- <laughs> well, I'm feeling emotions. Most of them, <laughs> like like Raph, looks like cybernetic bane <laughs> and mikey looks like he's wearing like a, a scuba suit with a robot arm for some reason Sco- scuba steve and Donatello is what some kind of masked man bad. and then you you look at the leonardo Ooh, one the and you realize sketch. why he's, he's freaking thor why and then you realize why they never made the figure i believe craig he's got said chains missed. around his wrists Craig said it best. We said Jim Lee's a goddamn beast of an artist, but he is not a designer. These are nope. bad. Oh, yeah, that's wretched. Oh, there apparently is a prototype of the Leonardo toy. It looks even worse in real life. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad. Yeah, they're bad. Um, and so I do love Dragon got lumped in with this toy line. Yeah. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like they said, it just really has no, like, there was no reason for that at all. Like, you know, didn't make any sense, didn't connect. You, in that, do you see the dragon with the uh, uh, sleeveless trench coat? I am uh, doing a deeper dive. Here is Dragon as a cop. Here's, well, barbaric. He looks pretty good. Oh, yes, here's Dragon with his head tilted to the side. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's right. With the ripped coat, yeah. yes. Yeah, the tilt. That's right. <laughs> I guess it, yeah, that seems to have been to how it fit it in the package. Yeah, apparently, I think the coat must have taken up too much space or something. But yeah, that's what. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so tell us what you're feeling. Well, these like look what, good. Yeah, the dragons look <laughs> Dragon cool. Dragon toys right? all look cool. Barbaric looks okay. I don't know what what Eric was complaining about in those uh, those cart in those uh, uh, references in the SOS era with but the barbaric toy having skinny arms. He looks pretty good here. I thought their bar- barbaric was pretty solid. They had two she dragons. So they they couldn't just make a different figure. They had to make long hair and mohawk hair. Oh, geez. dragon. Although I'm probably the only person on earth who prefers regular hair to mohawk. I mean, they're yeah. fine. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of either or. 
They all had mini comics too. Well, I think they all had the same mini comic. They all had different covers though. I think. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about I that forget. I, at a future date. I have, I have one of the dragons. I think somewhere. I don't know why. <laughs> What's the point? It just makes it just. I don't know. It's in a box somewhere. There's no point. Um, I don't Craig's a nihilist. <laughs> Nothing matters. It's all yeah. We're all dust eventually. Um, just to bring it back real quick to the issue. Yeah, uh, let's bring it back. Because we got in the we weeds a little, but I think it was a trip worth taking. Um, I think that it's cool, This even just the dialogue of Dragon, um, where he's talking about, he's in New York, and he's like, why not Supreme? Why not Youngblood? He's like, don't they have any do-gooders here? And it's kind of right. just funny, because it's New York, where obviously the most superheroes are in Marvel. Right. So it's just kind of like almost, there's a little bit of comedy there plus it's that cool connected image universe at the beginning they had which i love mm-hmm. and he's gonna get jumped by a few new york superheroes yeah. anyway <laughs> yeah. and uh this action is great dude i think dragon looks badass in that panel where like you know fucking rafts jumping him and leonardo has a like katana at his throat you know i love yeah. that panel where uh you've got the nunchucks just spinning and yeah coming down and whap <laughs> we win as he whaps Dragon across the face. <laughs> I mean, they're just yeah, teenagers, dude. <laughs> I like an early Dragon. He was just gonna shoot them the fuck up. He was like, "You look like Swiss cheese in a minute." And he's got the gun. <laughs> he's just gonna right. just blast them to hell. <laughs> he didn't use a gun a lot in the later of the series, you know. But he was a gun-toting motherfucker in these early issues. And, uh, yeah, dude, this uh, panel of Michelangelo just coming there with the swinging nunchucks is absolutely beautiful. All this, again, this action just, like, holds up. They shift off to fighting that giant gargoyle thing, some more fisticuffs. What, what blows my mind is that, you know, we go through this whole issue, mm-hmm. and I, I and the action is brilliant, and then we've got this... The chick that, you know, we don't see in Dragon. <laughs> right. Virago. Virago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For how many issues? Oh, Not until the honeymoon? 150, probably. Yeah. 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 So I, I, it blew my mind that we didn't see her in anything. <laughs> well, no, I, I shouldn't say anything. She's but, in the crossover. Yes. But we don't see her in actual a Dragon issue. For like 150 issues, and no uh, more than that. <laughs> Craig just looked 208. <laughs> 208 <laughs> issues 200. later. Oh right, the, she the, the Malcolm Maxine honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. Yes. When yeah. She, remember when she showed up? See, I had never read uh, the Mirage crossover, so I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like, deep cut. Oh, well, I mean, look at this costume and the effort that goes in, like. All the little tassel things with the little like rings on yeah, down I, her like d- sleeves. I, yeah, and... her hair, dude. That hair is well, number here's one. Here's the crazy thing because I also never read the crossover for years. Uh-huh. I thought it was just Zealot just showing up for no reason. <laughs> Zealot, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> from from yeah. Wildcats for the listeners. Right, right. I thought it was just some random wow. crossover appearance. Yeah, this uh, this design is uh, p- uh, p- purely a time capsule. 
it, she's absolutely a woman of her age. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you design it's like this now, VH1, people, I love the '90s. Yeah, if if you design Virago now, people be like, no, no, honey. You can't. You, you got to take all those fucking tassels off. Giant shoulder. That hair. What? Insane, dude. I love it though. I mean, it's fucking crazy as it looks. I mean, it's like she showed up. What two hundred? You said two hundred eight issues later, and you instantly recognized her. So I mean, that's something. You know, that's not nothing. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but and then they, you're like going, when was the last time I saw her? Oh, wait, yeah, issue two. <laughs> issue two. <laughs> For a second, unnamed. Unnamed in this issue, right? Unnamed in this issue. She she was never aimed, named in this issue. Wow, dude. Yeah, she doesn't even speak. She's just looking on. And so this issue ends with the uh, turtles and dragging, dragging going their separate ways. And then we get another follow-up to the, the Horridus house. Back in old DeKalb. Which then we still don't know what's going on. We just know that now that there's... Something's escalating. a dead body. Yep. Yeah, and someone's behind a door. But the crazy thing about this issue is that it's actually fucking loaded. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean the main story is only it's, 20 pages long, I uh, counted, I believe. Which is pretty short for this era, because this was a 22-page uh, main story era. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get it's definitely it's a dollar more. So he was charging two ninety five instead of a dollar. Oh, yeah, but you were getting a dollar's worth. Good lord, yeah, dude. it was it was twi- it was a double size. It's funn,y though he doesn't even like tout it on the issue at all. Well, like, it's a flip. It doesn't book. say double size or anything. I think the flip book's supposed to give that away. Yeah, um, but before we get to the flip book, there is a star back up here. Well, uh, don't forget the pinups too. So we got like oh, uh, I don't care about pinups. Well, I'm just w- waste of space. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's cool that there's could be two comics. pinups. It's not. Ah, oh, you son of a gun! You <laughs> could be comics. It's not. You dirty son of a gun! I like these pinups anyway. Star Michael Dooney has got a pinup, which we'll be visiting in a future fincast for his. Wait, which uh, one's the Ninja which was the crossover. which was the Dooney pinup? It's the uh the one that's uh dragon and some crazy Asgardian chick against a bunch of robots. Kirby ro- Kirby robots. Oh, that one. Wait a minute. I want to find that one. I can't find it. It's right after the litters page. And now the... and it looks wait, maybe I'm looking. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, okay. The it looks like the fin is going behind his. Yeah, that's not a great fin. Yeah. The, the the segment's missing at the very. But bottom. again, well, it, it, it looks like it's going behind his back. Yeah, like, like all the way his down arm. his back. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was a tangent <laughs> on his shoulder. And this is a guy that's going to be drawing the dragon turtles crossover. But for I, I don't, Mirage. I don't blame anybody getting the fin wrong in this era because, like I said, Eric's getting it wrong. So your references aren't very good. Well, hey, hilariously, got I've gotten it wrong a few times, so I can't. Uh, hey, the, well, the front. I can't the complain. Front, the front. What's the one? What's the word I'm looking for? The front segment. Uh, segment is a 95 degree angle to his forehead. That's really all you got to get right. Well, hilariously, on the very opposite page, there he is getting it right. That's not all you got to get right, though. There's only like five segments now, right? In five segments, yep. yes. Well, he gets it right in the sense that it's. Like identical to the one that's on the miniseries issue one cover, right. which, the I, thing is, which I assume though, it, everyone uses as a reference. Are you talking about the the uh, basically the crossover cover? Yeah, 
Yeah, the, the, well, that's because Larson's inking it. Right. Oh. Sure Larson corrected it. Larson inked that? Okay. Yes, he did yeah. ink that, yes. Okay. Yeah, the cover is drawn by, uh, penciled by Dooney and inked by Larson. And yeah, then we get we get another Leonardo, we get a Leonardi pinup. Yeah. Which I love Leonardi. His dragon doesn't look too great here, but again, it's an era where dragon's look isn't really set in stone yet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's issue two for crying out loud, so... Mm-hmm. It's still a sweet pinup, I think. But I do hate, like, one of my pet peeves on, like, like dragon, like, other artists drawing dragon. I hate when they give him, like, weird footwear that he never, <laughs> like, that Larson never puts him in. Like, that's the one thing that throws me off, like, when someone else draws dragon. If he's not wearing, like, his, like, police black boots or, like, Chuck Taylors or something, like, it looks weird to me. Now, I get you because what's weird is these appear to be thigh tight, but then loose and baggy right there the where the, the boot hits. The mullet of boots. Uh, it's a weird yeah. choice, but yeah, it's still a solid pin Also, overall. Dragon would never tuck his pant legs. No. <laughs> no. So and, Dragon's not a tucker? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. It lets us swing. Does he ever wielded a nightstick? He's got a nightstick there. Uh, Larson ever no, but people nice always stick. draw him with like I think Adam Hughes drew him with it. Like it's a thing yeah. people like to include. Yeah. It's, well, how they, you, yeah. it's how you can tell they, he's a cop. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just weird that that he that Eric's never really had him swinging a nightstick. Well, no, because I guess he's got those big meaty fists. He doesn't really need it. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. Dragon handcuff anyone either. No, it usually knocks him unconscious. Yeah, it drags <laughs> him in. All right, so this star backup is written by Eric and penciled by Rob uh, Haynes and inked by Tony Harris. Uh, Tony Harris. Rob Haynes. Haynes. Haynes, okay. I was like, Haynes. Haynes. No way. (laughs) Now, Tony Tony Harris. I'm glad you said it. I I was biting my tongue. I'm bad with names. (laughs) Tony Harris, I know. I don't know the other guy. No, it's not bad. I no. like it. Yeah, it's got a I weird style, but I like it. Well, it's got. How it do I describe weird. it? It's got a. Um, it's very open. Open. Yes, yeah. that was the word I was looking for. Open. Yep. Like ink wise. Hmm. Well, uh, there's a, especially on Star. Uh, Star's primarily defined by like those shadows, and then on the hair, it's just out like loose, like you said. So. Which I think works good for this issue because Inferno is kind of like a bright character, so it really emphasizes the shadows. The, the coloring the is the real light. star here because it's doing the, doing all the like the like you said because Inferno's so bright, so you're getting a lot of highlights. Yeah. Like that that scene where like uh, it's the second page of the story and stars up on the girder and mm-hmm. looking down, and all the construction guys are kind of running. That looks great. Like the the shadows. Of, like, the guys running away. Can I just say, though, that Inferno did star the biggest favor in history. Really? Burning that ugly-ass mop <laughs> off his head. I love that hair. I hated it, dude. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I hate his fucking hair. So when it was gone, it was like... I think Eric realized that, too, after the mini, and he saw it, and it was like, nah, we can't nah, do I don't this. know. I, I love it when, uh, when when Johnson took the, star, the star mantle and he got the long hair. I thought it looked great. Because otherwise, he like just kind of looks shit. like Spider-Man. He doesn't look interesting if he doesn't no, have hair. No, he doesn't. 
He doesn't look like Spider-Man. Uh, I hate that. I hate like that Spider-Man. comment. No, I hate that comment, dude. That means anybody with goggles and a full-on face mask yeah, looks like Spider-Man. They basically look like Spider-Man, yes. Oh, fucking no. <laughs> I gotta agree. I feel like Stars Larson. Stars Well, I mean, I know Spider-Man. he is. I know he is, but I'm saying he doesn't look like him. Nah. He's, he's a finesse character with goggles, yeah. Spider-Man. How about Inferno taking, like, stars to the forehead and still walking around? Well, he's a little bit of a badass, right? fire, I assume they melt. I don't know. Uh-oh, mother! I like the, <laughs> we get a mother gag in here. <laughs> well, not so much the stars. He gets hit by a girder. He takes that. He's pretty tough. Yeah. He even has a catchphrase, callback, where he yells, die, die, die. Remember that's that's how he like you know yeah, die yeah, die yeah. die like you know to say it's kind of cool Wait, I like wh- it. Where does he take stars to the face? Oh, I guess in okay there. Yeah. He's got him in that ram panel that ends with oh, now well, die already. You can see him. You can see it. Star Fine. jumps on top over yeah, him. Be and that shoots way, down. and he's like shooting him right in his head. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's they're hard to see because they're primarily ink. They're not. They're not colored red. Okay, no. Now I see them. Yes. Okay. But even a normal person could survive a star to the face. Just saying, Not it would hurt really. like hell. But yeah, it hurt like hell, but you'd live. I don't know. It's embedded in your skull. I'd imagine it's touching your brain. That's real bad. I mean, maybe you guys. <laughs> that's real bad. I'd be fine. <laughs> but yeah, this is a. F- it's like touching your brain. <laughs> that's real bad. I like it. It's true. You're right. I'm a moron. So yeah, this is a pretty good. Just quick. Uh, back up with uh we get some more star because he's gonna become important later uh, I, oh, I, I think like it's star never backup. got developed wait a minute yeah it is it's it's good wait, wait a minute what just got said what you guys both sort of at the same time what? oh I I, uh, I was saying I I thought it, I think it's a solid backup uh you know the anatomy's good the lighting's good yes you know stylistically I I don't hate it. I think it's it, it, no, it, the, it's the layouts good. are decent. Yeah. Uh, so you know, there's for, nothing confusing. No, uh, for issue two backup, I, I think you know, I think it's really solid, and I think it tells a really nice backup on on Star, and it gets rid of that damn you know mop. I gotta agree. Co-signed. I just am agreeing with everything you said. So we're not done yet. We got one last story to talk about. We take this issue, we flip it upside down, and we get a whole new comic. Wait a minute. Just sweet pinups. I'm sorry. I'm not going to neglect these. You got a sweet dragon pinup. You got a sweet super patriot pinup. You got a sweet mighty man. Sweet overlord. That that dragon pinup. The neck. What is going on with the neck? I mean, it's like... Does your neck have abs? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't your name? Yeah, the dragon pennant. I'm not that wild about. Super okay. Patriot works good. I like the uh, Mighty Man. I yep. like the Overlord. I like even the Star. I don't uh, like the Star. That one I'm not hot on. These all appear to be Haynes. Well, I I don't like the I like the Star better than I like the Dragon. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah these all appear to be Rob Haynes who did the backup. Okay. His, his pinups. 
They're decent. Cool, though. I like them. Anyway, you're right. Vanguard Zero on the flip. Yep. It's not even, like, a preview. It's literally a prequel, a, pre- a lead-in to the to the miniseries that we will definitely be covering in the near future. Mm-hmm. Uh, just real quick. I was... Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the cover's kind of neat with him bursting through the, 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 the number two cover. Dragon yeah. cover. Yeah, I love it. I love him, splat, like, bursting through. What were you going to say there, Scott? I'm, I, I'm looking at the, the first splash page. And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm... Well, let's go over the creative team, because <laughs> Eric is co-creator and editor, where Gary Carlson is co-creator and writer. Uh, it's penciled by Tom Coker and mm-hmm. inked by Jim Sinclair. These are two people I have never heard of. And and uh, <laughs> Tom goes on to do the first of the uh, regular series. So Vanguard, I don't know. I I feel like the artist is good, but I feel like not good for Vanguard. We know it. Like for me, if when I I remember like not being much into Vanguard at all after reading this. Like eh, mm. this is nothing that yeah. excites I, me. I I lost any interest in Vanguard. After this, I you know I couldn't read it uh, because I was not a fan of the art, and I don't think they did Vanguard justice. After seeing uh, Eric's rendition of Vanguard, after seeing what Frank Fosco did with Vanguard, you know uh, I just after this was my first introduction to Vanguard, and I was like totally turned off, yeah, uh, because I couldn't read. Uh, To me, the art made it you know unreadable it was almost like a a, a travis charisty kind of weird it, it, nothing looked like it flowed right yeah i see i that. think vanguard's I, but, uh vanguard's like body shape changes a lot panel to panel it, it yeah. doesn't stay consistent but i do think the the actual like layouts are pretty good I think it flows well. I, f- yeah, and this again is a period where no one knew what Vanguard really was supposed to be like until Eric really kind of showed everyone right his proportions. But as a character, without I think Eric's proportions make the character so much more interesting. For me, I totally remember because I was super into Savage Dragon. This was my comic when I was you know when this came out. And I remember, like, flipping it and really just having, like, zero interest in Vanguard until later on when he kind of was a regular supporting cast. So, but I didn't, so you didn't go out and buy the series because of this. Like, I saw this and I was like, I'm bored. I can't, like, same thing as Scott saying, like, I can't get through so it. So you, you didn't, it's, like, it's not fun. all these, like, random, like, horror monsters no. and then... No, you know, I'm looking you, at that Pit character pit looks and the great. anatomy... No, no, it doesn't. Oh, well, Pitt's oh, anatomy, anatomy is always garbage. No, no but dude. the anatomy is just wretched. Del Kion the- is like one of the most fucking badass guys for anatomy, and this Pitt's anatomy is not okay. I don't know when I when I see this- like the actual Pitt, it doesn't look much better than this. You just need to look at Del Kion's art again. Like I'm just saying, like Del Kion's Pitt is fucking that anatomy on Pitt is TNT. But for for me, like even as a kid, like 
I probably would have thought the art was decent or good enough. Like, I wasn't really looking at anatomy. I, I mean, I was a fan of, like, Liefeld and stuff like that. But still, like, the story was not that interesting. It's like, all right, how many different image guys can we throw in there? Well, that's the whole and gag. It, it turns out... I know it's the whole gag, but it just... After you read the gag, it was like, uh, this doesn't make me want to seek out this guy's And it, comic. like, it ties directly into its cliffhanger because it, like... He just and what right? And what's going on with Vanguard in that next panel where he looks like a midget? Yeah, you're talking about when he's on his back. Yeah, that is just oh, it's rough. It's hard. Wait, which page? What he's on his back? You got like the the pit. Oh yeah, okay. So and then the maybe too much better perspective on that's pretty bad. That ties into what you said, Jim. Where like everything is just changing on Vanguard way too much. Like yeah. And then there's even that, like, sort of Wolverine. Well, no, not sort of Wolverine. Absolutely is Wolverine. And I'm just not. I'm never into that. I don't know. I thought that was a good gag. So now you like it. This guy guy looks like a real predator, a real killer. He's smug, very confident. He must be good at whatever he does if you were stupid enough to let him do it. I'm not hating on the writing. I'm hating on Wolverine. I feel like, um... So you should love the fact that he got his ass shot off. I know. I feel like, in a way, Eric found a weird way to make Vanguard strangely like a handsome kind of dashing dude. Yeah. Where, even as ugly as he is, like with his nose and everything, that other artists weren't able to capture, and until Eric started doing it, I think Joe Mann got it right too. But that's it. Oh, yeah. I would I would agree with that. But I, that's it's it. Almost, it's almost like they're trying to make him. Uh, you know, when I look at the nose. Uh, it, it's almost like they're trying to do a Mobius or Morbius, right? I get yeah, you, like a bat, a yeah. living vampire kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and it and it doesn't work. How funny is it though that one panel where is it is the Sentinel guy from Youngblood blasts off Dragon's head and the fin is just flying off the page? <laughs> right. Oh, you see the the fin yeah. like off, almost off page. Oh, the glasses and the that's fin. That's not Chapel. Is I it, think it no, is, isn't it? It's not Chapel. There's another guy from Youngblood that looks like that, or maybe it is Chapel. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Isn't there Sentinel? I think it's pre-skull-faced Chapel. Is what I think it is. I don't know. Does it? But on the the last two pages, um, Vanguard does bulk up a bit. He looks a bit more on model. Yeah, it's funny because it's like he definitely, as this went on. He seemed to get it. And that Wally's TNT. Yeah, Wally's good. Although Supreme's pretty looking pretty haggard. Yeah, it's a rough Supreme. But then again, Supreme always kind of looks rough because life held. <laughs> I think you're wrong. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I All in all, like I, I can't say that this has the same impact on me. But I will tell you that, like, where I was just like, Ugh, I have no interest in Vanguard at all. But I will tell you that I just didn't read it. Right. Like, I just, I was just like, I, eh, you know. I couldn't get past the art. Well, I couldn't get past we'll the art. We'll make you read it, Raven. I'm reading it now, baby. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. <laughs> so, it's cool. I mean, hey, guys, it was free. Vanguard Zero didn't cost you a dime. Well, no, it cost you a dollar. I know. That's, well, you know, small print. <laughs> so that's so, it. that's Savage Dragon issue number two, which you know, despite everything, is a chunky ass book. 
Yes, it is. And so you even even at two ninety five and even at two ninety five and nineteen ninety dollars, I think you got your money's worth. Yeah, inflation wise, I think this was a six dollar book. I mean, if you bought it now, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So next time, I would buy it again. You'll yeah. buy it again. Oh yeah, two or three times. <laughs> I don't know about two or three times, but I'd buy it again. I mean, it, it's it's a solid read. I I would not again read the Vanguard, but I would totally read the Star backup. So you, I like the artwork better in the Star backup than I do the Vanguard. Fair enough. Uh, so you never read the Vanguard, the six issue Vanguard series? Okay. Because it's yep. it, it well it, the Vanguard that series is problematic because each issue has a different artist, which mm-hmm. is a problem for consistency. Uh, the yeah. only consistency is that it's inconsistent. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, that was his downfall. Yeah. I will say though that, um, like, as a as a follow up to issue one, having the Ninja Turtles show up is pretty fucking TNT. So that's cool, and I loved the uh, action in the main thing, and all those pinups, like, and again the action in the star backup was good. So for me. Issue number two is five fins out of five fins. Really, that, there's um, that many. Uh, yep. In a force to be reckoned with, in the in the preface where Eric writes his little blurb, mm-hmm. he talks about how in the first bunch of issues he had other artists do backups because he wasn't sure he would be able to keep up with the flow of the book and keep the book out coming out consistently because he kind of stumbled out the gate. But then he got a lot of flack, I guess, in the letters of people buying the comic and then half of it not being his art or whatever. See, that's, that's, which doesn't that make that sense doesn't to make me sense. for issue two. But uh, I guess maybe in other issues, but he talks about how he uh, stopped doing that after a while. Uh, he listened to the, after the l- first six issues. The wrong pe- it's not like he was skimping on the lead story. He was still doing 20, 22-page lead stories. I think people didn't want to pay. So the thing about this in 19-whatever, 90, what is this, two or three? 92, yeah. I think we said. Yeah, so you're paying $1.95. Those fucking cheap whole skates. extra third. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying for someone back then, that was probably a lot, you know, an extra dollar for a comic, and half of it is by a bunch of artists that you don't care about. See. What now, you know, just I'm saying as a kid buying that, that's probably where a lot of the complaints were. Like, I don't want to pay this whole extra dollar for other artists. Artist followers, it's their fault. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Eric wrote it all. It's good, it's good value for me. Silence, Jim. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> you know what? I will say that I see what those little punks were saying, but you know what? I was thinking it's more bang for your buck. So take that, kids of 92. Yeah. It's my experience that comic readers are the worst at math. When you buy, uh, when you get, when you pay, when they when they see a ten dollar price tag, they don't mm-hmm. understand that they're buying a hundred page comics and, it, oh, and the know. value is better. Dude, already with already with issue two fifty coming, yeah. I saw people be like, "Oh my god, twelve dollars or whatever it's going to be," it's and they were 10. like. Ten, they were like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" And it's like you get a hundred pages, you mook, you mook, you <laughs> morons, you magoo. <laughs> I didn't even balk at the not work for safe cover when I bought that. I was like, "Oh, sold." What was you that? Know, was that I, a higher I, price? 
well, that that whole issue was all oh, right. Yeah, uh, you know uh, what? Eleven ninety nine. Was it? I'll pay it. I don't wait, was shit. it? Was that one twenty or two twenty five? Two twenty five. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Had the crash then. I don't think there's yeah. ever been a twelve ninety nine Dragon Book. I think pretty sure ten dollars is the ma- as high as it's went. Well, no, I think it was eleven ninety nine. Really? And I remember people bitching about that, and they were like, and it's like, guys, you know, this is a hundred pages. This is a massive collaborative, like, you know, project. Well, and I think the I think the uh, non work, the the adult cover was more than the actual book because they had to wrap it differently. You needed a poly bag. Yeah, but you didn't. But the problem, the difference is there. You don't have to buy that cover. No. I didn't. If you're worried but about I, the price. But I wanted to. <laughs> you know? No, I know. I'm just saying for the person complaining yeah, about the price. Exactly. Just buy the just buy the regular off the rack, whatever. Well, you don't have to get the specialty. Remember when he was like, you know, kinda doing a lot of variants there for a hot minute? Yeah. And like I remember people were bitching about variants and it's like use some self control. Like you don't have to own all those variants. Like if it's a problem and you want to complain about it, don't indulge in it. Which is crazy because it's not nearly as much as all the other. Like IDW has got subscriber variant, you know, yeah. whatever variant. It's like there's a million the, variants. The, the, enti- the entire, the entire like mainstream corporate comic like business model is based around variant covers now. Yes. They got they got to sell three copies of the same issue to make their numbers. It's ridiculous. Ugh. It's exploitative. Yeah. It's, it's exploitative, in my opinion. Big on, time. Uh, People who obsess about complete collections. At the same time, yeah. you know what? At the same time, you don't have to. No one's holding right. a goddamn gun to your head saying, collect all these covers. That's all. Plus, I think, doesn't Dragon always include the back, the, the pinups in the back, usually? Yeah. Like, the other covers are usually in the back. So it's not like you're not getting to see them or own them. Right. It's just what's different on the cover. Mm-hmm. So of but, those, but variants, the collection, Raven. But the collection. Anyway, you are listening to our fine, our nostalgic romp through Savage Dragon <laughs> one and two. Next, next fincast. Join us as we visit the Savage Dragon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mirage crossover. Part two of this uh, issue two here, and then it uh, is going to be Savage Dragon main series issue number three. Yep. So more turtles and a little bit of fiend action. Thank you, Scott, for joining us. Thank you, Craig. Yeah, Thank you, man. Jim. Thank you for having me. Thank you, listeners. That was fun. I'm required to be here. <laughs> wow. He really wanted to be on a Legion <laughs> podcast, but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about Matter Eater Lad one day. Yes, we will. One day on this. <laughs> All right, listeners. Thanks a bunch. <laughs>